Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 338 of the Direct Search Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tim Tyler. Join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? It's Friday. Mm. <laughs> well, in a nutshell, it's Friday, I'm off work, and I'm feeling extra tired, but at the same time, I am doing pretty alright. <laughs> Good. Oh, man. I've still been playing a hell of a lot of Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's been my go-to game now for nearly like a month and a half, I want to say. I'm still trying to think exactly when I started playing it, which I think was at the beginning of August, and now we're near the middle part of uh, October. <laughs> yeah, so over two months now. It's like what I was telling Tyler off uh, before we were recording, that once I'm done finishing up Fire Emblem Three Houses... I'm basically going to go back in my backlog and try to see which games that I released this year that I want to go ahead and play. I want to get some overall impressions because right now the games that I have played through for the whole entirety of 2019 have been either classic games that I bought through bundle stuff and quintessentially I have had a stack of like games that I've released this year. I just haven't had a chance to play them yet. And so having this period before... Pokemon Sword and Shield and Death Stranding and like Luigi's Mansion 3 when those games are going to be dropping it's like I want to drop my attention and I will invest in one of those couple games so it's like well maybe I can start up Katana Zero or maybe I can start up like freaking uh, Sekiro for once (laughs) yeah but yeah you know that's just the biggest pain in the ass when you're an adult and stuff and you got other work and other responsibilities and stuff it's like you don't really have too much free time when it comes to actually sitting down and wanting to play stuff but at the same time uh, it's the weekend anything's possible but uh how have you been doing tyler uh you know i'm doing all right um you know it's been a a long week we had a like we have like a inventory week going on at work so uh, we have a four-day weekend this week which is nice but we still we just work we just cram all those hours into a four days over the next this week and next week, so it's negative and positive, I guess. Um, so I've been doing all right, you know. Uh, it is Friday, so I had the day off, so it was nice. So went up and got a uh, Corey and I some got up a little early uh, with her working nights, and went and got some Starbucks, which is always nice having the Starbucks right next door. Yeah. Um, also terrible. Uh, <laughs> I've been there couple times a day after she went to work i went and got myself some coffee oh as well um, she, she don't know about that so don't tell her i said that guys um and then uh you know just been uh gaming out a little bit uh went over to my parents house so it was nice getting to see them um you know i was checking on my dad he's doing better by the way people uh, awesome. still you know, still in pain still you know it's gonna recovery is gonna be a while but uh from what he was uh just three weeks ago when he had the accent so today it's Big difference. You can't grab anything. Can't really lift anything. Uh, they got a new carpet put in in the living room, so I had to go help them drag all this stuff in, which is not fun. Uh, they got to go back in a couple weeks because they got new furniture coming too, so I got to help them take all this shit out and then put new shit in. And their stuff is big and heavy, and uh, I'm the muscle, which is not good. When I'm the muscle, you fucked up. Um, <laughs> that sounds like be with my folks whenever we're moving stuff. It's like, oh, Gabe, you got to move this stuff to the other room. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I just got off eight hours of work. Oh, you got to do this. No, really. 
yeah. you got you got a new tv too it's like 75 inches the tv itself is oh, 80 shit. pounds um it's how much now 80 pounds of tv just itself jesus the, Christ. The, the box it was still in the box i had a dragon in from the garage uh it was not fun uh i mean then uh, here soon i gotta help them uh put it mounted on the wall which i don't know how the fuck i'm gonna do that wow um that's a whole You're- other story you're gonna need someone else who's gonna freaking hold that TV while you gotta go through with that shit, dude. Because that is not gonna be easy for you to set on that wall. No, no. So someone's gotta lift it, and somebody else has gotta mount it. It's not gonna be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, it's interesting you talked about. Like we were talking about a little bit last week off air, and it's just like uh, you know, I've mentioned a few times before, and people know uh, my life has changed quite a bit. Um, you from 10 months ago to today um you know moved out got a girl moved out uh all that fun jazz so gaming time is you know a little more a little tougher to you know to sit down and play some games than it was you know this time last year um and we were kind of talking about it off air and um it's just kind of you know i i, I talked about like I, I you know i'd play games probably i wouldn't play normally like over the course of the, the six years six plus years of doing the show because of the show you know, I'm like, I'm just looking for something to play, to talk about, or like, or even games I'm si- like semi-interested in, I would just pick up and buy day one or pre-order or whatever. And it's like, I was like thinking about like a lot of these games I've been playing throughout the year, like I already paid for a lot, you know, before I even met Courtney and stuff like that. And it's like, I, if going back, if I, if I know what was happening or if I didn't pay for them already, I probably would have never bought them. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. Like what I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's just like my, you know, it's like I always hear top people talk about like you know for years like ah like don't pre-order games that's stupid or blah blah and this we'll get into it more later but it's like no eighty percent of the time like that's you know it doesn't I pre-order a game and I play it stuff like that I don't regret it um, and this year I feel like more than usual I regret it just because like you know obviously gaming time has been uh, limited and also the games have been a little more lackluster I think this year. Uh, but yeah, as I was talking to Gables, like I've got to start being like smart about my decisions of gaming. Like I can't like um, uh, impulse buy games anymore. Or like one, just from a financial standpoint, like uh, you know, being smart about my my picks for games, and also just from a a time aspect of like I we you know I we talked about for years of like like there's been like I'm, when I was single and like I had all the time in the world to game. I'm like. Yeah, well, there's like four games going out this month I want to play, and it's like I don't know how the fuck I'm going to find time to play them. Like I'm sitting there like thinking like a game, one game is coming out in like two months. I'm like I don't know how the fuck I'm going to play this game. Uh, you know, it's just it's it's crazy the drastic like I, you know, I, I, that's you know I'm blowing that out of proportions, but like um, I, we're talking about like this backlog. Like, I would not have this backlog a year ago if I was my life was the same point it was a year ago, which is obviously I'm not complaining. It sounds like I'm complaining. Um, for the sake of the show, it kind of sucks, but I think for the sake of my life, it's much better. Um, I'm much happier than I, I was a year ago to That's get into, true. yeah, to get into like a, I guess a weird personal aspect of my life, like where I am now from where I was a year ago, um, you know, it's flipped on its head a little bit, but I'm much happier overall in life. Um, and I do miss, you know, I, of course, obviously I miss like getting a game like I used to. There's times where I'm sitting there, I'm like fuck man i really just want to play some goddamn games right now or you know like i i i've played maybe like over the course of the year i probably played like a dozen games of madden which i would play a dozen games of madden every week all throughout the year like easily but put 10 15 hours in every week in, in the madden 
Uh, and sometimes they miss that. And, you know, I think that's normal for people. Um, you know, you miss aspects of your old life and, you know, getting to do things when you want to do them. Uh, you know, single life has obviously has some good aspects to it. But overall, you know, much happier, much better. Um, but, it, you know, I don't know. I'm getting work. I really don't have a point. I don't know what my point is here. But it's just like it was like interesting. I was starting to think about a lot. I talked about with you last week before we started recording. And I would think about, you know, throughout the course of like I was looking at like 2020 release dates and stuff like that. I'm just like looking at all these games. I'm like people are talking about, oh, man, tw- quarter one 2020 is crazy. And I'm like I'm looking at all these games. I'm like, man, like there's like three. I'm like, it's not that crazy. I'm looking at it. Cause I'm like, there's like three games I really want to play. And then like the rest of them, like whatever. But like a year ago, if I looked at 2020 and I was still like single and whatever, I'm like fuck there's like 10 games i want to play there you know what i mean it's just like that's like the mindset for me has has changed quite a bit just from uh time and then like you know it's it's more about like i would be like i said i play games and i force myself to play games just for the aspect of just like i pay for this game or like i need something to talk about or blah blah i want to sound like i've you know, I know what I'm talking about. Which, don't worry, that hasn't changed. Like, I do want to, like, I'm not going to just talk about games just for the sake of the show or play them for 10 minutes to talk about them. But it's like, um, you know, it's like now I'm looking at it, I'm like, fuck, like, why, like, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> I'm looking at, like, my backlog of games here. And I'm like, I, I was talking to Gables. I'm like, I, I feel like I need to play Days Gone. But, like, my old, the old Tyler is like, like, you need to play Days Gone. You bought it. You need to play it. And, like, there's still, you know, part of it me. But I'm like, look at it, I'm like, that game really like I wasn't super interested in before it came out but I pre-ordered it just for the sake of like it's a game that looks semi-interesting and could be good and so it's like nowadays I'm just like I've already deleted I deleted it off my hard drive I haven't even played the game you know like I think old me would have like forced myself to play it just so I could talk about it because that's a game I feel like I should talk about but it's like I don't know I, I, like I said I don't really have a, I don't know what my point is there or like what I want but it's just like you're talking about going back and playing your backlog games and it's like I'm sitting here looking at my games. I'm like, like I have all these games I bought or I want to play. And it's just like, I went through, I deleted off like five or six of them off, off my list because it's like, those are games like I bought, but I don't really want to play. And like, so now my backlog is games I've actually, I actually do want to play and check out. Yeah, um, exactly. But like Anthem's still on that. Anthem's on my list still of like games. I want to go back and play. I, I talked about last week or a few times now, about that's like a game I want to check out during extra life. Um, because it, it's 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 more like the it's more the Bioware aspect of it and like yeah I've already bought it and I play you know but it sucks because it's fucking ten dollars at GameStop right now and I paid sixty bucks for it so it's like fuck I could have waited and got it like now for literally <laughs> one sixth of the price um, uh. but uh yeah it's like fuck and um I don't know it's just like it's more my the Bioware fanboy in me like I love Mass Effect I want to like I forced myself to play like forty hours of Mass Effect Andromeda before I finally gave up on the game. I mean, like, man, there's that's still a lot that more time that people would have spent on that, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, <laughs> but there's worse fanboys of Bioware than, than me. There's people that play that game and still swear that's a really good game, but it's right. I mean, there's aspects of that are really good, but that's not a very good. It's not a good Bioware game. Um, you know it, what? I look at it at this point, Tyler. It's like you're starting to prioritize what you feel is going to be most precious for you, and not just waste your time on just random games that you kind of feel like that you would have had like a passive glance on. Maybe would have dabbled in it and then, like, possibly not enjoyed as much. And you're just more or less just steamrolling and just uh, focusing on the experiences that you personally would like to experience inside your gaming selections and then just go from it from there. That's very smart and acute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you really summed up, like, a 
five minute conver- like rant I just went on into like twenty seconds. And I appreciate that, Gables. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like you said, like I'm just I'm prioritizing different things in my life. Um, and I don't know. It, it it's just like I think I'll like I'll appreciate going forward. Um, like once I get done with these backlogs, of certain games, because um, like right now I feel like I am like steamrolling through certain games. Like, and I'm not like putting in the proper amount of time because like I'm trying to clear clear these games out before um, we get into some of the you know the, we get into the big fall stuff that's coming up here soon. And for certain that's already started, but um, you know, like I'll be able to like once we get once I get through that and get into like you know to these next wave of games, like I can actually sit down and play them the way I used to play these games, like the games I really got into. Um, right, and I think uh, that will actually be a good way to uh, segue into um, some of our our conversations for news this week. Okay. Um, talking about you know going through trying like the the busy season of gaming uh, this fall season. Uh, Doom Eternal has been uh, delayed, uh, which I think for you and me both was our probably. I know for a fact going into uh, we did our like a 2000 at the end of the year for like 2019 like overall or 2018. I'm sorry. Uh, like going through our like best and worst of and all that stuff for for gaming, we both we both made a top five list of games like most looking forward to games, and both of us had Doom Eternal as our number one game of 2019. Oh yeah, yeah, to. and for good reason too, and that's just because we want more Doom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, I mean, you look at like every like Bethesda shooting game that comes out, like it's just the Doom formula. Like it's just now that's their gameplay. Um, obviously, but what makes Doom great is it's more than just the the shooting aspect but it, it helps a lot it's the um, adrenaline rush it's the feeling of power that you get when you go through and you're gunning down multiple demons and stuff like that and go throughout this craftedly like just wondrously crafted level designs and stuff mm-hmm. and what makes it even more kind of painful is after the last initial playthrough trailer that we actually had i think it was either back at e it was back at either bethesda's e3 conference or something like that when they started introducing new weapons, let's say like the grappling hook and all this other stuff, that yep. and some yep. of the new enemy types, that uh, it just kind of makes the wait a little bit more painful because now they've pushed it at a time period where there's going to be a lot more games that are going to be contending with it in terms of attention, from me at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, like, it's, it's a bummer and it sucks that, um, that it's kind of delayed because, like, it, it's been for me, especially, you know, playing through going back. Like, it's been through for me really going into the year. Like, this was like a stamp game of the year for, like, going all year for me. That was like, Doom Eternal, no matter it, it's got it's got to be game of the year. Unless something, something has to blow me away. Like, Doom Eternal can't be bad. It's got to be another game that blows me away. That's going to be better than Doom. Um, to, not, to not make this game my game of the year. And it's been like that all year going through, even the last few months of, like, going through going through my backlog and playing, just been hammering through games. Um but uh, actually, before we go into that, I do want to uh, go. So Doom, they, the Doom official account had a, a tweet going out saying, uh, "Throughout the development of Doom Eternal, our goal has been to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations across the board. Uh, to make sure we're delivering the best experience for Doom Eternal to live up to our standards, a speed, and polish, we made the decision to extend our launch date a few months by uh, to, or to March 20th." Uh, we know many fans will be disappointed by this delay, but we are confident that Doom Eternal will deliver a gaming experience that is worth the wait. And a few things on top of that, they they announced that invasion mode, which will let you be like you you could be an enemy in the game. Um, you can invade other people's games. Will be a free update now, um, and you could, um, that'll be shortly after launch. Um, 
a Doom Eternal for Nintendo Switch um, will release after the after the other platforms now instead of at launch, like it was supposed to. And Doom 64 will be available on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC uh, in addition to Nintendo Switch. Uh, and they're adding this as a pre-order bonus for um, for people for free. Um, um, and then Doom 64, will, yeah. So it released on. All, so it was supposed to release the same day on November 22nd. Uh, but now it's it's being delayed as well to March 20th with the rest of the platforms. Um, so yeah, so that that's what's what's going on um, with that. I mean, obviously it's the same thing we talk about all the time with with it's like you, um, you know with, with delays. It it sucks and it's terrible. Um, and but I mean it's overall I mean it's a good thing you know like uh, um, I was listening to a podcast today I can't remember who I was listening to, but they talked about they were going over like they talked about like Last of Us like a month before they were supposed to release. It was initially supposed to release on my birthday on May seventh. Um, cause I went back and looked at this after I listened to this podcast and they, they were talking about like, yeah, this game went got, like in like March, like into March, six weeks out, got delayed for like, got delayed five weeks into mid June. And they said, um, Naughty Dog talks about like that game, that, that's that extra five weeks made a huge difference in like making it from like, this game is going to come out buggy and probably a really good game to like maybe one of the greatest games of all time kind of thing. Um, Mm. So giving it what four more months um, to a game that was probably always gonna be really, really good anyways. Um, it, it's like I said, it's a good thing. It's never a delay is never a bad thing, I think in gaming. Um, right. About, before we jump into like there with gables, there's something else we, we we're gonna extend this into. But uh, what are your thoughts on this delay? Honestly, I think Blizzard could have. I'm not Blizzard, but <laughs> I think that Bethesda. <laughs> I think Bethesda probably did the right call in return, in retrospect, to extend the release date from this of this game and stuff like that, because <laughs> uh, they haven't had a lot of good PR stuff over the past year and a half, and quite honestly, they need Doom Eternal to be a big success, in my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. With with the added pre-order bonus and stuff of like Doom sixty four, I mean. Hell, I was interested in possibly getting Doom 64 anyway because I've never played yeah. it when it first released. And plus, it the remaster thing looks pretty interesting, I will admit. But uh, honestly, delaying for more polish isn't really that bad of an idea for me. And if Bethesda really wants to go through and try to break the whole like negative image stuff that they got going right now with their past couple game releases and big news and all the other bullshit that they've done and stuff then uh <laughs> yeah doom eternal releasing to fantastic like uh except like reception across all various gamers and stuff yeah that would be a good step forward <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean it sucks that doom 64 got delayed i like the fact of making it like it's a free game with a pre-order because i already like pre-ordered this game i'm ready for it like um this is gonna be a day one purchase pretty much no matter what um but you're right. Like it, this, this definitely is a smart move. On top of it, like you, like you mentioned, like, um, uh, what's the company's name? I just totally fucking Bethesda. Like they need a win. Like the, for them, like they were been like the darlings of the video. Like outside of Nintendo, but for from a just long like time, they were. Yeah, for the last four or five years, they've been like the darlings of the video game world. As far as like, they can't do anything wrong. Like Fallout Four came out, and a lot of people. There's some. There's people. That, a lot. Of, People consider it one of the best games of this generation. And there's people like me like, yeah, it's it's more Fallout, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not a great thing. Um, I didn't think it was as great as like Fallout Three was. Um, 
you know, I think that's a worst case scenario. It's like, ah, it's pretty good still. Um, and you look at like the last, I don't know, 12 months, you, like I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff I'm forgetting, but it's like, um, you had like Fallout 76 came out and that game was buggy and brutal as hell. There's it's that, still buggy um, and brutal as hell, even right after yeah. a bunch of freaking updates to that game. <laughs> yeah, there's that Oblivion Blades game. Um, there was um, Rage 2 came out to milling reviews. Same Young Blood came out. Wolfenstein Young Blood came out to kind of the same reviews. And it's like they now, weren't quality. <laughs> yeah, like they're not they're not living up to the standards of Bethesda. Um, like they've they've taken some shots. Fall 76, they definitely deserve it on. I think every now and again you're allowed to to have these mediocre games like they've had, but like Fallout 76 was a big hit against them, deservedly so. Um, so the delay, I mean, like it sucks because that's like, like I said, that's a stamp. Like easily write that in fucking marker, permanent marker. Tyler Courtney's game of the year, 2019, Doom Eternal. Like no competition whatsoever, and to see that delay, it sucks. But I mean, look, we've talked about, I've talked about it throughout the year, like since really E3, like. Fucking, I have, like, I was like, oh, there's four games in three weeks I want to play. Luigi Mansion 3, Death Stranding, Star Wars, and Doom. Like, three weeks of fucking three games in four, or four games in three weeks. And then there's Pokemon Sword and Shield in there. Like, so there's a lot of competition in that in that area. And, like, I know that, I think they're coming out around the same time as, like, there's Animal Crossing and Fall, Fall, uh, Final Fantasy VII come out in that same month. But uh, you look at, like... Right now, and then like right before that, a few like a month, a few weeks before that, you have Call of Duty and uh, Outer Wilds coming out. So like, there's a lot of competition in the next six weeks or so of, of gaming. So opens up, gives them more time, and and in a weird way, like kind of like I, I it jokes, I joke around like one of these, one of those four games for me has to move. And like Doom was the one game I didn't want to get pushed out, but I guess at least one got pushed out. But um, I really want to turn this more into. I was thinking about this a lot. I, I've heard other people talk about it too. Um, but go, going back to the consoles launched, the new these current consoles launched in, at the end of the year 2013 in November 2013. Um, and not talking about because 2013 was still a really good year for gaming. Um, and it's like the final hurrah of you know of the of Xbox 360 and PS3. And I feel like you look at 2020, it could still be a really good year for for gaming. Um, at least the first quarter uh, uh, overall looks really good. But is this the worst gaming, the worst year in gaming for game releases of this generation, um, and we kind of touched on a little bit for the show. And I put we put together a list um, of games uh, for each year since 2014. So um, running through, I want to just jump through 2014. I went I went back and looked at some of the high review games of 2014. Plus, I looked at some of our. Um, um, I went through and looked at each each of our top ten lists for, for those years as well, and I had some of those games. So, like, you look at 2014 had Destiny, Shadow of Mordor, Advanced Warfare, South Park's Ticket Truth, Alien Isolation, Mario Kart 8, the Smash 3DS and Smash for Wii U, Outlast, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, Injustice, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes, Valiant Hearts, Wolfenstein, New Blood, uh, Evil Within, Child of Light, Dragon Age Inquisition, Far Cry 4, and Watch Dogs. Um... And then you look at 2015, had Bloodborne, Rocket League, Super Mario Maker, Dying Light, Fallout 4, Rainbow Six Siege, Until Dawn, Batman Arkham Knight, Splatoon, Metal Gear Solid 5, Wolfenstein Old Blood, and Mortal Kombat X. And then 2016, Firewatch, Battlefield 1, Fire Emblem, Fate and Birthright, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Doom, Uncharted 4, Inside, Titanfall 2, Last Guardian, which I know is a, but that's 
for me. Uh, Witness, <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Ratchet and Clank, and then Gears 4. 2017, you had Horizon Zero Dawn, Mario Plus Ravids, Kingdom Battle, Mario Odyssey, Hellblade, Wolfenstein 2, Breath of the Wild, Evil Within 2, Destiny 2, South Park Fractured But Whole, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Injustice 2, Sonic Mania, Arms, Ghost Recon, Wildlands, Cuphead, Resident Evil 7, and uh, uh, Call of Duty World War II. Uh, 2018, we had Pokemon Let's Go, Octopath Traveler, Spider-Man, Smash um, Ultimate, Shadow of the Colossus, Celeste, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, Dragon Ball Fighters, A Way Out, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Far Cry 5. And you look at this year so far, Resident Evil 2, Kingdom Hearts 3, Crackdown 3, Metro Exodus, Far Cry New Dawn, Anthem, Trials Rising, Devil May Cry 5, Sicario, Yoshi's Crafted World, Mario Kart, or Mario Kart, Mortal Kombat 11, I had MK, so I thought Mortal Kart, Mortal Kombat 11, sorry. <laughs> Days, <laughs> sorry, it's stupid. Days Gone, Rage 2, Outer Wilds, Mario Maker 2, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Fire Emblem, uh, third ho- Three Houses, Wolfenstein, Youngblood, Control, Astro Chain, Gears 5, Borderlands 3, Zelda Link's Awakening, Division 2, and still to come this year, we have Modern Warfare, Outer Worlds, Luigi Mansion 3, Death Stranding, Pokemon, Sword and Shield, Star Wars Fallen Order, and Shinmu 3. Um, a lot of games, hopefully that uh, you guys got that, but um, I don't know, we, we kind of touched on them a little bit for the show, but I don't know, do you, would you put this down as maybe the worst year for gaming this generation? Hmm. In terms of this generation, I wouldn't put it as the worst because I still kind of believe that towards the beginning part of this gener of this generation, possibly before things started going into full gear in 2014. I think just the very beginnings of it may be a little bit worse in regards. I actually would place 2013 or the beginning parts of say the PS4 and like the Xbox One generation as sort of like a the bottom of the point in terms of the worst gaming like from this 2014 year oh yeah yeah i would sort of like consider like in terms of that yeah 2014 that's what i meant in terms of that 2014 maybe being like a little bit below what we got going so far for 2019 but uh, at the same point i think it's like a kind of competition between those two years i mean obviously i feel like 2017 and 2016 are kind of like there were some gaming aspects in 2016 which I felt which were better in some regards, but I kind of feel 2017 was like the top. Yeah, it's in greatest, regards. Probably the greatest year of gaming in our lifetime. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, hell, we had so many we had so many good games that released all the same portion. I mean, there was that one week that we had like a Mario Odyssey, and then we had Assassin's Creed. Like, uh, oh, the or, same day, Wolfenstein Two, Assassin's Creed, and uh, uh uh, Wolfenstein 2, Mario Odyssey, and Assassin's Creed all came out the same day. Yeah. Um, October 27th. <laughs> I know, that October 27th. That October 27th of 2017 when we had those three games released at the same time and we're all just like, oh god, how we want to play all these fucking games <laughs> yeah. the same day. And all of us actually own, I believe, or had owned those games and played them through at that point. So it's like, mm-hmm. I could make an argument that 2017... Hell, even like games like Persona Five and stuff. I think that released around 2017 as well. I think. Uh, but, yeah, uh, 20 yeah 2017. You're right. Yeah, all those great games from that standpoint made it kind of like the top echelon. I feel you had 2017 at number one. That's the top, and then Ooh. you have like maybe 2016 or something like that, possibly being number two. Then it's like, yeah. I would say. 
I would say in terms of that, maybe 2015 being above, like, 2019 in some bits of, like, some regards at the moment. But honestly, I kind of feel like, in general, 2019 isn't the worst generation, like, worst gaming year of this generation so far, because there's still so many uncertainties. You got Death Stranding, Pokemon Sword and Shield. If those games end up becoming, like, top, like, sellers and top, like, with some of the best games inside that, that could actually bring some bit of stuff, maybe elevated a little bit upon, but, uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I kind of feel, like I said before, that it's not the worst, but at the same time, there's still more to be proven. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Obviously, it is, it's October 11th, so we still got um, two more months, about two more months of, of gaming. We got four or five AAA games still coming out later this year um, that could make the difference. But, I, I you know, I, I man, I, I'm really stuck. I think tw- I think it's 2015 is a better year than, than this year because we had the original Mario Maker, Rocket League, um, you know, Until Dawn, Batman Arkham Knight, Splatoon, Metal Gear Solid 5, obviously, um, you know, Wolfenstein Old Blood, which was, it was a side game, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, coming out those years that were uh, really good. I, I feel, I don't know, I'm just kind of like looking at this year. Maybe we're kind of looking back in rose-colored glasses, but I don't know. I, I think I would, at this point of the year, I'd put 2014 ahead of 2019. I just look at like uh, South Park Stick of Truth was really great. Um, I, I talked about. I remember talking about back in the, at the time, like really the Wii U in a weird way was like a, was a big lifesaver, and the in the in the indie games made a big difference. Yes. Um, like you look at like when we look at Mario Kart Eight and Smash coming out those year that that year, uh, you look at Valiant Hearts um, and Child of Light coming out that year that were big. Um, Did we Outlast had, come out that year as well? Outlast was um, Outlast was that year. Yep. So that was a yeah. that was a big one as well. Um, wait, was it? Yes, you're right. Outlast was that year. Um, I don't know. I just feel like... And, like, the third-party games were, like, kind of, like... It was a middling year for, for like... So Destiny came out. Destiny was still good to a certain extent, but it wasn't what everybody thought it was going to be. Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes was a weird game. Injustice was a really good game, but it was weird. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. It's kind of that Fallout 4 of, of it um, for, for people, I think, where it's, like, um, like... A lot of people loved it and considered it, like, one of the best games of the year. And people look at it like, eh, it was okay. Um, and like Watch Dogs and stuff like that. I don't know. I just obviously this year isn't over with, but I feel like all the big games going into this year that people were looking forward to uh, just have not hit the way people thought they were. Like uh, Resident Evil Two obviously blew everybody away. I think like yeah. there's certain games like Control and Astral Chain kind of came out of nowhere for people. But you look at like the big games going into the year, like Crackdown Three. Um, not a lot of people like that game, uh, or like it's no. it's like it's an okay game. Uh, Metro, but Exodus, like its predecessor, uh, it's disappointing. You know, Crackdown Two was disappointing back when it first released. Yeah. Crackdown Three sort of has the kind of like the same type of disappointment feels from some people that have played it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like people were excited for Crackdown Three because it was just like, hey, it's Crackdown One, but 2019, because everybody knew everybody, no one really liked Crackdown Two, and it's just like. People are like, oh, they're going back to the basics, but they're bringing it to like the modern age, and it's just, oh, it's it's just Crackdown One, but with better graphics. Um, but we look at the big games going into the year, like Far Cry New Dawn, like it came out, and it's just like, whatever. It was it was a, it was a side average. game. Average. It was average at best. Anthem has come out. People consider it maybe the most disappointing game of the the year. Um, Called it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think a lot of people do that. 
Uh, like Days Gone <laughs> came out. It was what we thought it was, but I think a lot of people were like, like myself, a lot of people were hoping for more. Rage Two, a lot of people were super excited for the game. I know I was, and it's like, it's okay. Um, you know, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, people were excited for. It was okay. Uh, Wolfenstein Young Blood, people were excited for. It was okay. Division Two. Uh, people like it, but it, it wasn't like it didn't blow up like people hoped it was. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, there's definitely been some games this year. Like, Resident Evil Two was, like I said, blew people away. Okay, uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, like that came out, and it's just like it just feels like a lot of games this year have come and gone. Like nothing stuck. Nothing like there's been a lot of like big name games that come out this year. You look there at that list. Been a, there have been like a very few games that have stuck throughout this year. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Mm-hmm. I can think of being one of the first major ones. Kingdom Hearts 3 was only there for a little while, but, like, it was mostly fan service. It was kind of split between, like, the fan, the community and stuff, between, like, uh, this, the people who are just hardcore love Kingdom Hearts and stuff. Even some yeah. bits of my friends were like, yeah, it's a bunch of fan service stuff, this and that and this and that. But as far as, like, appeal goes, there were some of the games that I could think of from this past year. Untitled Goose Game is the most recent mm-hmm. That is stuck on the internet's mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, Until Goose Game has taken over. I think Control is uh, one of the bigger surprises of the year. Um, Astral Chain has came out, and I think it blew a lot of people away. But it's kind of died off very quickly, I think. It um, did. Um, but it was for a couple weeks there, it was big, I think. Uh, Fire Emblem has been great. Um, people really I don't know. love Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, Yoshi's Crafted World came out. I was like super excited for that game, really excited for it. I'm like, I came out, and I started playing, and, like I kind of forced myself through. Like, and maybe it's like when I talk about at the beginning of the show, where like times have changed. Like, no, like a year ago, Tyler would have like played through the whole game and enjoyed it and stuff like that. But it's like, or like forced myself, forced myself to play the whole game, and even though I didn't enjoy it that much. But like 2019, Tyler is just like, I'm not really having fun with this game. I'm just gonna stop playing it, kind of thing, and. But um, it wasn't like Epic Yarn for me. Like I loved Epic Yarn in this game. I was just like, yeah, it's pretty fucking boring, actually. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's really going to come down to these. Like there's like, like I said, about half dozen big games coming out the rest of the year, and those are going to make or break it. I think for like what we look at for uh, over going back, we look at the, look at the past. But maybe maybe it's part of the case that we've just been spoiled. Like 2016 was a great year, but like Uncharted Four, yes, Doom. Firewatch came out of nowhere. Witness is a really great indie game. Yes. Uh, you had Pokemon Sun and Moon. Inside, yeah. another great indie game. Titanfall 2. Yes. Surprise of the year, probably. for Titanfall 2 and Doom just, I think, shocked everybody. Gears yes. 4 came out really good. Ratchet & Clank came out really good. Battlefield 1. A lot of people really love that game. Um, uh, and uh, Infinite Warfare, another really great game. Really super, can't, it's crazy to say, but really underrated Call of Duty game. Um, you look at 2017, like I said, one of the greatest years in games of all time. Made Horizon, exactly. Mario Rabbids, Mario Odyssey, Hellblade, Wolfenstein 2, Breath of the Wild, Evil Within 2, Destiny 2, South Park, Fresh and Behold, uh, you know, Wildlands, Resident Evil 7, Cuphead, uh, Sonic Mania. But essentially, 2017 is still a year in gaming that I am still trying to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, there's so many great games coming there. And like, even last year was like, wasn't as great. I think, I think it was a very... I've said at the time, 2018 was a very top-heavy year. I think uh, it wasn't as deep as you know 2016, 17, or it was, but uh, really like a really great year still. Like Pokemon, Let's Go, uh, Spider-Man, Smash, uh, Celeste, God of War, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 
uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, like a really a lot of really great games that year. But like, I feel like if any one of those games came out, like, and even like a, a bottom half of the year uh, game from 2017 or 18 came out this year, it would be like widely considered like the game of the year for 2019. Yeah, I kind of feel like that would have been the case. Yeah, like if Slez came out this year, game of the year easily. Yeah, um, I guess that's not fair because it's number two game of the year. But like, I look at like. I don't know, what was the bottom half of the game? Like, if Evil Within 2 came out this year, it'd probably be one, one or two game of this year. Or Destiny 2 came out this year. It'd be one of my top two or three games of the year, you know? Um, Breath of the Wild came out this year. It was my number six game of, 2000, of 2017. I'll point that out for people. Easily would be my game of the year this year. And maybe that's silly to say for some people, but for me, that, that's saying something. Um, I don't know. It, it's a debate that I think we'll have to look back on in a couple of years. Um, and maybe, maybe like you said, maybe we're at, we're getting towards the end of the generation. Um, I, I'd like to go back. Like 2012 was basically. I want to look. I want to look at 2012. Maybe I'll go back and we'll talk about it next week. And we're in that in between stage where like people were holding on to the big guns for yeah. 2020, 2021. Um, but what? We'll oh, wait and see. But speaking of the next generation, uh, maybe this is like this is like the no duh uh, news topic of of the year. Uh, but. Uh, Sony announced that the next console is officially called PlayStation 5, which, like I said, I think, I think yep. everybody knew that was happening. Yep. But, also, but we'll be releasing holiday 2020. Once again, I think everybody knew that was coming. <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't really have too much to say on that other than it's like we got an official com- uh, confirmation um, that it's happening. Um, so we got the new Xbox and we have the PS5 coming out next year. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? You know, uh, we don't really know too much. We got some details on like tech of it and stuff like that but what are your your thoughts going into the next generation my thoughts going into the next generation is one i hope for the love of god that they fix whatever types of load times that they got in between games like in between like cutscenes or whatsoever that they are completely ironed out (laughs) i know that the playstation 5 apparently has some sort of like uh has some sort of feature that supposedly is going to help like seamlessly load particular types of games yep Another hope that I have for the next generation is all the all of the file sizes of these freaking games that are astronomically huge. I wish they would be compressed and not so much uncompressed because I'll tell you what. More and more new game releases are coming by and we're getting games that are like... Hell, I thought back in the day like my 15 gigabytes was huge for a fucking like, uh, downloadable game. I mean... That was for me back when I had my PS3 and I was trying to download freaking <laughs> DC Universe Online when I was trying to play little bits of that. But yeah. when you have games nowadays, especially the new Call of Duty that's coming out, it's like around 175 gigabytes just to download <laughs> the full game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And I hope with the next generation it's done away with because that is stupid and that's really un uncalled for to think that people are going to have to go through and try to download all that fucking information on people's capped internet stuff in order to successfully like play a game that you release in either 2019 or 2020 you know (laughs) that's another random thought but one of the other last lingering thoughts that I have about the next generation is I just want better experiences of like, not just better experiences, but just better frame frame rate, consistency in terms of gameplay. I want my favorite franchises 
coming out just seem I could play them seamlessly without having too much technical issues. This generation that we're just ending had so much technical issues, so much plaguing issues, so much like we had to go forth and eat crow and accept because game makers didn't want to spend the extra however long it was to iron out a lot of these before they released them day one. And all these random day one patches and all this other stuff, it's freaking bullshit. I don't care what anyone says about it. I do not ever think I will accept this. But it's like, if you release a video game in this day and age and stuff like that, even though there's time constraints, have your fucking shit together. I am not going to... That's one of the reasons why I never want to buy certain games day one. Because these issues are prevalent. And so the next generation, I hope, I pray that this is going to have a downwards trend on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you for the most part. I think the loading time is a big thing that's going to change. Um, you could definitely tell that, like, we're getting, like, I can always tell we're getting closer to the, the next generation based off the, the noise that my consoles make. Because um, <laughs> I remember, like, the Xbox 360, and I had the, the Elite one at that point. Like, I bought, like, a couple years for the, for the PS4 and everything came out. Um, like that thing sounded like a jet engine the last like year I had it and the last like really started with God of, God of War last spring where I'm like this thing sounds like it's going to explode and like I'm playing like Wolf of Sung Youngblood today and I'm like oh my god like is this thing on its last legs but I'm like no we're just we're, we have gotten to the end of the power of what these consoles can do um, so yeah I don't know I, I so out of curiosity how long have you had your console um, when I got this, when did I, when did, what did you, I, I sent you my old PS4, when did you yes, get that? Yes, you did. I had that, I think, for about a year and a half or something before mm-hmm. I upgraded to my uh, new one, I think over a year ago now. <laughs> I bought mine in, oh, I got it for December 2016, so almost three years. Almost I've three had this years, yeah. So, yeah, um, cause I remember it was like an early Christmas present to myself, so I, I got this, the PS4 Pro. Yeah, um, exactly. So, I mean, it's got a few years into it, but and a lot of gaming time on it, but uh, she, she should hopefully hold out for another year. Um, but, uh, yeah, like like I said, like it's just it sounds like a jet engine, um, which is a prevalent problem with, I think, most I've heard from a lot of PS4 pros. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, in a weird way, I'm not, like, I went to, like, going into this generation, I remember talking about, like, early parts, like, beginning of the show, the first, like, 10, 20 episodes of this podcast that we did where I'm like, I don't feel everyone, it's necessary to get into the next generation. I feel like everything's fine. We go for a few more years and I kind of feel that way still. Like we're still getting these great games. Um, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, part of me is worried though. because like, I look at like 2014 and even, like I said, 2000, we just talked about 2013 or 2014, 15. We're like, we're okay years for gaming. And then it felt like really like the tail end of 15 and going into 16 was like when we started to see like that real next gen of, of gaming. So it really might be 2021, 2022 by the time we see those next prevalent things of gaming. But um, I don't know, like I'm not fully ready for it, but I'm fully aware that I, I know I'm, I'm going to get one at launch. Don't know which one I'm going to get. I'm going to go in this year open-minded where like you would, if you would ask me in 20, at this point in time, going into the this generation, the PS4, Xbox One generation, like I was all aboard like the Xbox train. Like I didn't even watch the the PS4 reveal um, uh, 
studio show, whatever the hell you want to call it, um, in 2013, like when they revealed like the games that are coming out for it and like in that February, I didn't even watch their fucking E3. Like that's how big of an Xbox like fan I was at that point. Like, uh, or I didn't watch it live, I should say. Um, like I'm like, I'm going Xbox no matter what. And then it's like after watching Xbox and then going into PS4 and watching the PS4 one later on, I'm like, Oh, I'm all bored PS4 train. And I'm going to go in that, into this generation the same way. We're like, we talk about the last few years, Xbox has blown us away with like their customer support and the way they've been the, the customers and like all oh, the cool, like the game pass uh, backwards compatibility. Um, the Xbox one X is more powerful than PS4 pro. Uh, they bought all these studios and stuff like that. You look at it, it's like, they're doing all the right things. Now they just need the games to deliver where PS4 has had like, they've had all the games that deliver that were excellent of this generation. Um, so I'm going to go in this year more open-minded than I have before. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm going in completely open-minded uh, going to Generation Revolt. For up until 2007, 8, I was a Nintendo fanboy, and then 360 blew me away. And then now it's like I'm, the, I'm kind of like the last five years I've been like I just play world. I go where the games are, and then that's the way I've been. And so it's going to a new generation of that. Like I go, I'm going to go where the games are at. And also where my friends are going to go. Like, that that's going to be a big point. Of like, <laughs> That's very true. It's like if, you know, if all my friends, if I'm in the middle and I'm looking at like, oh, man, there's like, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to go. And I can only get one uh, at launch, which would probably be the case. Um, I, I'm going to go. Obviously, if there's like a, if God of War 2 or something like that happens at launch, I'm going PS4. There's no game. I, unless something blows me away. It's got to be like something comes out of nowhere for me kind of game. Um for Xbox, that's going to push me in that direction. But if I look at it, like if the games are even, like I'm going to go where my my friends are going to go. Because overall, I want to play games with them. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm excited for this one. I'm actually like in a way, I'm not like I I, I feel like I can go a couple more years. But by 2021, 2022, I'm going to be happy we start. We went to the new generation. Uh, so it, it's it's fun. It's 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 and it's nerve wracking and there's some anxiety into it. Like fuck, I can go any way. Or every other generation, I'm just like, I know where I'm going. Um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait till we actually, like, I'm sure we'll have something in the next six months. We'll see. I think one of the one of the uh, two will show off some stuff uh, by end of the first quarter of 2020. Oh, yes. Whether it's, I think more likely we'll see the PlayStation before we see the Xbox. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this next generation. That's the most. That's pretty much the most interesting part about new console generation, and that's the most exciting part about it is that unknown, that uncertainty, that uh, pretty much that mysterious step of flare in between each console generation to where you're thinking, okay, what's next? What's going to happen here? Yeah, is this technically like the last generation of consoles? Is this generally going to be more the same like it was from like 360? PS3 onwards to PS4 and Xbox One, or is this going to be something entirely different that we're never even thought possible previously? So with that unpredictability and the unpredictability of what games will be there at launch for either system, it's going to be quite an interesting year come 2021. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm going to 2020, like in 20, maybe in 2021, expecting this like to be like from a gaming aspect hoping it's not but i think it'll be we'll 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 see more of a year like we did 2014 and even 2015 but 
don't know. I mean, maybe it'll be different. Like now, like I feel like um, maybe this is just recency bias, but I look at like this has been a, like one of the, from just like a top to bottom, like a, the amount of great games we had to play. One of the greatest years and and like, one of the greatest generations of gaming. Um, maybe it's just from the aspect that I'm an adult, like I actually buy all the games I want to play, um, or could. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm excited. But um, real quick, I always want to mention this because we talked about it last week. Uh, Brain Age was was announced coming out on December 27th, I believe, in Japan. Uh, there was a, a trailer that came out today, um, as of this recording. It is coming to Europe. Um, in on it's releasing on January 3rd. So I think, like we talked about last week, it's eventually going to come to the West. Well, it's already coming to Europe. Or it's going to we've already got to release it run a time for Europe. So. I think it's only a matter of time. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this time next week we have a release date for uh, the United States as well. So I just want to mention that real fast and then move on. Did you anything you want to add real quick before we move on? Well, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Damn it. So I'm going to have enough time to take a swig of my beer for you. Uh, get back <laughs> to me. Um, I did not, but whatever. Um, but before we get into what we've been playing... I do want to mention, uh, usually I try to do this at the beginning of the show, but it's just a good segue there. I didn't want to waste it. Uh, but Extra Life is happening on November 2nd. For people who don't know, um, like I said, every, every year, uh, when October, late September, October rolls around, we talk about it a lot. But um, Extra Life is rolling around. It's extra-life.org. If you want to check it out in more details. But what it is, is the video game marathon that we do where um, every year tens of thousands of gamers get together. And they play games um, mostly on this date for 24 straight hours. Um, and all the money we raise goes to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Uh, you get to pick the hospital of your choice. Um, I believe right now they only do 90 days in Canada. Um, but I'm doing it for Iowa City. Gables is doing it for uh, Seattle. Um, but it's a really cool thing we do. Um, uh, it's one of the proudest things that, that I, I do every year. Uh, it's my least favorite day. It's my favorite, least favorite day of the year, as I always say to people. I love it so much. I got a tattoo of it on my arm uh, of the logo. But uh, like I said, people get together, play games for 24 straight hours. um, And all the money we raise money is play games, heal kids uh, is what what we do. Um, And like I said, it's a really cool thing. Uh, Gables and I, we 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 were talking about for a good chunk of time before we started recording as well. this is about extra life. We're getting excited. We got what are we three weeks away, Gables? Yes, we are. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, both of us are incredibly excited for it. Um, I don't know. I mean, is there anything you want to add for uh, before we get to what we've been playing? Um, let's see. In terms of the extra life stuff, I am still looking for people to start some groups and stuff with. I will be going through the extra life Discord page and seeing if I can go through and like find more people and stuff. I mean, I'm still going to be gaming with Tyler. I'm still going to be gaming with a bunch of the talking ship guys because, hell, at this point, they're family. So we're going to be going and we're going to be gaming stuff throughout that day as well. But at the same point, I'm looking for any type of help possible in terms of helping me, like, stay up during that portion and stuff. Because from what I'm doing, especially during the the whole midnight to midnight stuff, I'm going to need people to be, like, ringer so that way when I do my initial stretch... I know that I'm going to need to keep conscious. So, <laughs> anything you guys can do while I'm like streaming stuff on Twitch, by all means, ask me questions, like ask me general things. If you want to join in my PSN chat or something, just talk with me for bits and stuff. I would appreciate that. I mean, 
Heck, it's not just... It's pretty much... I am an open book when it comes to having people, like, say, to talk with or to stuff. I'm, I'm a friendly person regardless and stuff. As yes, long as people are not obvious, like, say, trolls, if they're, like, just being, like, malice or just hateful in terms of that, I will just flat out just not... <laughs> Not talk to you or even just go through possibly kick you out if you're, like, just being harassing and stuff. Because this is supposed to be a good positive day for everybody involved. And on top of that, you know, it's for a good cause, too. I'm raising money, like Tyler was saying, for Seattle Children's Hospital. This will be my seventh year in a row doing it. Tyler's, I believe, is his eighth year mm-hmm. supporting Iowa. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. Every oh. time I go drink a beer, you talk to me. Uh, eighth year in a row. Eight, yeah, yeah my eighth, eighth year doing it. His eighth year in a row of doing it and stuff. But uh, when it comes to games, I have not fully decided. I may just end up downloading some of my old games that I have for PS4 and probably start with those first. But yeah, if people want to play a little bit, so say Dead by Daylight or Dragon Ball Fighters or any other type of decent multiplayer games that i've got i am an open book i will at least take you up on your offers to that and i'm mm-hmm. going to be downloading rocket league again because i know that's a popular choice oh fuck yeah that's good <laughs> oh i still got uh, i think i still got dragon ball fighters sitting over there gable so maybe you and i if uh i'll double check but i think i still have it if i do I want to play that together um, all right <laughs> but yeah um yeah i mean like it's also a great time too. Like we were talking about, like get, you're going through our backlog. Like there's a few games in my backlog I want to get through. Plus, Luigi Mansion Three comes out two days before that. So, very um, true. Yeah, but like I said, we we talked about last week about all the like. There's a bunch of games that we go back through and play. Like I still have Battleborn sitting over here, like just in case. Overwatch sitting over here just in case. Um, so, I'm excuse me. I'm incredibly excited. Um, I look forward to it all year. Um, uh, for extra life uh, like I even have two gold medals um, for 2017 and 18 for raising a thousand dollars or more for extra life I, nice. I, I got the tattoo I got nine extra life t-shirts uh, I just I, I hit the two hundred dollar limit uh, I'm over at, I'm over two hundred dollars now for this year uh, so uh, I think I'm at 250 so I'm, I'm getting a shirt um, my extra life shirt in the next couple weeks which I'm incredibly excited for and proud of um, I, I love extra life so much that I literally talked about my, my, uh, about extra life on my first day with Courtney. Like that's how much I love extra life. And I explained to her cause I showed her my, cause, um, she has tattoos and I showed her my, like, ah, I got one tattoo and I showed it to her and she just kind of looked at me funny. And I, once I explained it to her, like she totally got it. and thought it was really cool that I do. And like, she even talked about it with like her family and, uh, stuff like that. Like it, 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 it's, it's one thing is like, it's one of those weird things where like you kind of feel weird talking about it cause uh, I was telling Gills for the show. It's like I've, I talk to people about it. It's like oh, it's just an excuse to play video games, and it's like that weird thing that kind of irritates me. Like I think probably a lot of people, you hear that. It's like, it's like kind of way you want like fuck you, but it's like um, that's the way I feel when I hear it. It's like I but I just always bite my tongue with them. Like whatever. Like no, it's actually like this really cool thing that we do. And I explain it to them. Uh, most once I explain it to them, like and they get it. Like and how much how passionate. Um, what, I feel like uh, I'm really passionate about it. And, like, once I talk about it, they see it in my face, they get it. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, what's wrong? Like, I, I can see, like, oh, you just want an excuse to play 20, for games for 24 straight hours. That sounds amazing. Yes, it does. We, so we get to do that, and we get to play games. Or I get to help kids. 
Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, what is wrong with that? You know, what I mean, like, I mean, how many hours of gaming in my life I spent for nothing, for no reason? Like, I even talked about at the beginning of the show. Like, I play through games just for the play, for the sake of playing through a game. It's like, yep. Now I'm playing through games for the sake of helping sick kids, you know, and doing things that help them. You know, like, yeah, I got some cool stuff out of it. I got a cool cup out of it. I got all these great T-shirts out of it. I got these awesome gold medals. I got this tattoo. Like, yeah, that's awesome. But like things are really cool. Um, but it's like overall, like we do these really great things for kids, um, and uh, I can't like uh, like talk about that enough. Like how cool of a thing that is that we do every year, um, and people do like we. And once I explain to them, like I tell people like sometimes like last year they raised like almost, almost I think I think over eleven million dollars. I have to go back and look at the total. Yeah. It's like this isn't just some like little thing where like a couple dozen people get together or a, you know maybe a couple thousand like this is tens of thousands this of people do this every year exactly and this is like the this is like a good chunk of the gaming community as a whole participate inside this yeah like this charity has legitimately raised thirty plus maybe forty million plus dollars in the last I think this is year eleven of of the of extra life so it, it was just a dumb thing that this guy on a podcast started. Um, this little tiny podcast, Sarcastic Gamer, tw- eleven years ago. It was oh, like twelve years ago. They did a little, like a little thing for it, and it wasn't extra life yet, but it was something they did. But it wasn't a twenty-four straight hours. But something. It was something. The core was there, and now it's turned into yep. one of the coolest things I think in gaming uh, ever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm going a little rant here, uh, but you know, I love extra life. It is. W- like I said, maybe one of the proudest things I've ever done in my entire life um, means more to me than damn near anything. Um, I think that's sick for a lot of people, and I hope so. Um, you know, that isn't like a living being. It's probably the most important thing to me, one of the most important things to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, God damn it, it's, it's fucking awesome. And I, uh, <laughs> I hope, um, you know, like, you know, if you want to donate to us, go ahead. Um, go to extra-life.org, like I said. Search player. I'm Tyler Courtney. That's Gabe Bagnose. If you don't want a bag, just say no. It's an easy way to spell his name. Um, but I, I, I say to people all the time, like and I talk to people, like if you don't want to donate to us, that's fine. If, but if you want to create your own account and have people donate to you, that's just as good. Like because I look at like you say you donate 15 bucks to me or 20 bucks to me. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you you start you you, you donate zero to me. But you create your own account and you get three hundred people to donate to you, three hundred dollars donated to you, or fifty dollars, or hundred dollars, or whatever. Better, even better. That's more money that goes to sick kids, that helps them out. That goes. That's more people talking about extra life. That grows extra life. That's more important mm-hmm. to me than like I like. Don't get me wrong. Like I want. Like I, it's something I'm gonna do every year. I, I love. Like I'm super proud of these gold medals. Literally right in front of me right now, hanging on my uh, my computer. Like I, I am so fucking proud of these of, of these gold medals. I'm proud of my tattoo. I have no shame in my tattoo. Uh, I love my t-shirts. I wear my shirts with pride when I wear them. Um, I have my extra life cup that I, I, I drink out of, and I love my my cup. I love the stickers I own. I love everything about extra life um, from a personal standpoint. But even more, I love what we're doing what for extra life um, overall. And if you know, if I was talking about this and we get zero donations out of this, but you like five people create their own account and they raise two, three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, like that's awesome. That's better to me than 
my own personal gain of getting 10, 15 bucks. I would love that. And if you do that because of the sake of the show, you heard about Extra Life over the course of six years because of the show, I would love to know about it. Like that's something I want, I'd love to know about. Like I've gotten donations from people um, from that listen to our show before in the past. Um, wow. That's awesome. But I would rather you just not donate to me and rather make your own account, donate to yourself if you want to. Put that 15 bucks or 10 bucks to yourself and then tell your friends and get donations to yourself from them. Um, that's even better. Uh, you know, I want, I like my t-shirt every year. That's cool. Like $200 is like the, like if I, if I did this and got 50 bucks, it'd be fine with them. So I'm do extra life. But like, I love to get my shirt every year. Like that's something I'm super proud of. I get to wear, I get to show it off people. I can tell people about, um, but yeah, I don't know. Extra, extra life is, is awesome. It's amazing. We're a few weeks away. I'm a little ranty right now, but, uh, I just fucking love this charity and I want more people to do it. Um, so yeah. Sorry for going on a little bit of rant there. I got a little passionate. But um, that's just, I think the way, I think it's, I don't want to speak for Gables, but I, I feel like I'm, it's, I'm in the right to speak to speak for Gables in that sense. I think you would agree with everything I just said there <laughs> as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Unless there's something you disagree with me on the Gables, but I doubt it. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I disagree with you. Yeah. I feel the exact. I share the exact same sentiments and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, please um, donate if you can. If, but like I said, even better if you want to sign up yourself and, and play, um, do it because it's really cool. And uh, yeah, uh, extra life. Check it out. Remember, second twenty four straight hours of gaming. You don't have to do it on that day if you don't want to. You don't have to do it for 24 straight hours. People just I know people that do it for, they, they play, I know, I've met people, I've talked to people that they play like a few hours here and there. Over the course of the week, they play 24 hours. Or they do it, they might, they might do it the week after, or the week before, or they break it up into two 12-hour sessions over the weekend, or they just do it when they can. Um, but yeah, um, please, once again, extra-life.org. Go to the website, check it out for more details. But um, yeah. Cool charity, doing cool things uh, for gaming. <sighs> All right, Gables, now that uh, we are an hour into the show, let's jump into uh, what we've been playing. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want me to go first or you want to go first, buddy? Why don't you go first? All right. Um, so I don't have too, too much to talk about this week. Um, I talked about last week. Uh, I, I played through a good chunk of Link's Awakening. I was actually on the final boss, and I was trying to beat him before we, we recorded um, last week, but I spent like an hour... Trying to beat him, and I went on a huge rant about the goddamn trading system and that goddamn it game. But um, <laughs> it's you know it's one of those cases like you hear about people talk about it in gaming a lot where it's like you get stuck in a spot and you just walk away and you come back maybe a few hours later or a day later or whatever and you go through and you just beat it on the first try. Um, yeah, and that's one of those cases where like I, every time I go into the final boss, I go in with I'd have a. a like two two fairies in a bottle. I'd have this one potion that, like, as soon as I died, would give me a full refill of hearts. And I kept fucking dying in this like, and, like there's like five stages of this final boss, and I keep getting to like the like um, the, the either the fourth stage, the end of the fourth stage, or the I get to the final stage and I die. Um, and it was, I was getting frustrated after like an hour or so of trying to fight him and losing. I, I ran out of time. I had to record the show, and I went in. Um, I got everything ready to go to start to fight him one more time, and like I started, I really record the show, 
And then when as soon as the shit we got done recording, got off Skype last week, I sat down and I fought the final boss and beat him with without using my potion, any of my fairies, anything like that. Beat him easily, no problem. Um, this is one of the, like I said, one of those cases you hear about where it's just like you gotta walk away. You're getting frustrated. You're pushing. You're pressing stuff like that and especially when i was kind of my own weird self-induced uh time time uh clock i guess um trying to but i was pressing and yeah once i once i was free of all that and went through and beat them no problem um but yeah overall i still really enjoyed the game it's uh it was a fun game like i there's i definitely didn't like the trading concept of the game uh but everything else the dungeons um some of my favorite uh, dungeons of the game are in in Zelda of the top down ones especially because um, those are my favorite ones is like the link to the past like between worlds and this one um, but yeah I mean it definitely doesn't hold a candle to like a breath of the wilds or Majora's mask to me uh, but it, it's definitely in that kind of early you know it's not in the upper echelon but it's it's a good for what it was especially back in the day like a link's awakening it was just that side like it was, it was a game boy game you know it's it definitely fits it's a very top rated one of those like um, sidebar Zelda games to me, um, or it wasn't a main console one, but it was still it, it, it's it was a really good side one. Uh, I feel like if you have a Switch and you like Zelda games, like this is definitely like a must play. Um, it's one of those games you have to play. But um, it was good. Uh, and then the other game I played, I mentioned it uh, earlier in the show. Uh, I've been playing through Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, so it's once again like much like Link's Awakening, it's a sidebar games of the Wolfenstein games. Like we had um, Wolfenstein New Blood, which was the was was like a reboot of the series, which was fantastic, blew everybody away. And then we got, then like the following, I think it was like two years later, in between uh, Wolfenstein One and Two, we got um, Wolfenstein uh, Old Blood, which is like a it was like a it's like a twenty dollar game and it was really good. And I, I think a lot of people enjoyed it a lot. Um, and this one is kind of the same way. It was like a, I think it was like twenty thirty bucks. Um, depending on which, because there's like three different versions you can buy of the game. Um, but this one's a little different. So it's, uh, you don't play as BJ Blaskowitz, you play as his daughters, um, like Jesse and Sophie are their names. Um, and it takes place in the 1980s, so it's like 30 years after Wolfenstein 2. Um, and in this one, um, your uh, BJ is your dad. He disappears, and they uh, they go and they try to find him. And it kind of does this weird, like, it kind of spoils, like, what Wolfenstein is, like, the timeline of Wolfenstein is, uh, in a way. But um, I don't want to talk about too much as far as that details go. But, um, like, it kind of delves into, like, what the universe is like after, you know, because I don't know when Wolfenstein 3 is going to take place, whether it might take place before or after this game. But uh, they uh, this one, you know, I think Wolfenstein 2, I think, takes place in the 50s or 60s. I can't remember exactly when. Um, I think it was sixties actually. So in this one, like you have, you play as there's Jesse and Sophie. It's a two-player multiplayer game if you want to play it that way. Uh, but you always have a second player with you. Uh, I'm just doing single player, um, but I still, you know, obviously you still have an AI character with you. Um, and uh, your dad disappears, and they have to go find. They go to Europe to find him, and now America has been liberated. So that America is like, it's going back to America. Like the Nazis are gone. Um, which is spoiler. That's kind of what happens at the end of uh, uh, Wolfenstein Two, um, or leads that way at the end of Wolfenstein Two. And he disappears, but like, and they these two have been trained their entire lives to fight Nazis, but they never fought Nazis before. So now it's kind of an interesting way of like it kind of, kind of turns into like like these girls are like the first missions, like them dealing with 
um, like having to kill for the first time in their lives, and like they found that they actually killed their first Nazi. It's like a funny little scene of like what like they like they're like one of them's like having like a panic attack over the fact that they're about to kill somebody or have to kill somebody. And then they kill him, and like one of them throws up, and the other one's like, "Yeah, I'm all excited about it." And it's just kind of it's, it, there's some funny parts of it, but it's kind of like in a weird way, like um, the first when they rebooted Tomb Raider, where the first time uh, Lara Croft uh, kills the guy, like she's like, "Oh my god, I just killed somebody!" Like it, it, it hits you, like, "Oh my god, like this person's never killed anybody before," and like it hits you, but like it, it turns weird, like where like yeah that first kill then like the rest of the game you're just murdering people left and right like it's nothing like, <laughs> it, it's, it's the same thing with Tomb Raider it's the same thing with this one like I have you're just killing Nazis left and right and like they don't even like talk about the fact that they're murdering people like and like a few days ago in the timeline of the game they never killed anybody before never even had like real battle before they'd just been trained to fight and shoot guns um but you know I don't know it, it's definitely it, it's, it's, it, it feels like a sidebar Wolfenstein game where like uh, the characters don't aren't stand out as 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 they were in like the first two Wolfenstein games. Like you know, BJ Blazkowicz is fantastic as a character. His wife is <laughs> awesome. Uh, they're both in the first cutscene of the game, but that's it. Um, and like, but like even some of the characters like in Wolfenstein Two, like the oh, I can't remember her name, but the older black lady, and then like the priest, um, were just fantastic in this game. Um, I, the daughters are okay. They're kind of annoying. They're not as like. Um, they're not nearly as funny. Uh, the, some of the comments they say to each other um, are you know, some of them land, but some some of the jokes just don't stick like they like you hope. Um, uh, they're I don't know. I don't dislike the the two player stuff as much as I thought I would. Usually you, you play a game that's built for online co op, and like the AI partner sucks. In this case, they don't really suck. Um, they're they're helpful. They're not you know as good as like they are in like, gears or anything like that, but they're they're helpful. The one thing I, some of the changes they made, like there's like a leveling system, uh, like you get um, experience points for doing stuff in the game, doing side stuff, finding collectibles, killing enemies, blah blah. blah. Um, and you like you can up uh, unlock uh, like um, tiers and skill skills that you can use in the game. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't hate it as much as I thought I would going into it. Maybe it's a case of just like knowing what to expect like if i went i think i want to play this day one i'm like what the fuck is this but um going with like lower expectations i'm enjoying it quite a bit um it definitely i mean i don't know like i'm happy they're doing this in like a wolfenstein wolfenstein like side game like and not doing this in the main wolfenstein game it feels like they're trying some stuff out um with some of the stuff they're doing with the rpg mechanics of it but uh i don't know like i'm still enjoying it it's it's still a fun game like overall like wolfenstein 2 some of my favorite parts about wolfenstein 2 is like it's just like I said, like earlier, like Rage Two was just like Doom gameplay. Wolfenstein Two was just Doom gameplay, but with Wolfenstein Universe in this. Um, and this is like it's the Wolfenstein Universe, which killing Nazis is always great because who doesn't love killing Nazis? Uh, besides Nazis, um, which fuck you guys, but um, killing Nazis <laughs> is always great. Um, I, I'm never gonna complain about killing Nazis, um, and yeah, I mean. Like I don't know. Like I don't love the characters as much. I don't love the the story as much. Um, but it's just the the gameplay overall is is fun. Like Rage Two, my biggest complaint about Rage Two was like the 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 gameplay was fucking awesome. But the problem was it was like there was like few and far between. Like most of the game was just talking to people that weren't really that. Like you're just trying to play Borderlands. It's like a less funny Borderlands. 
um, with driving around a very boring, a very boring map. And like, but when you play the when you played and did the shooting parts, it was fucking awesome. Um, but it was just that was like twenty thirty percent of the game. This game is eighty percent shooting and and fun and killing Nazis. That's great. Uh, and then very little of the game of the story and stuff like that. That's not that great. And the RPG mechanics don't make a big difference to me um, in the game. So I, I hope they don't like. I don't dis like completely hate the leveling up system and the the, the skill trees. Uh, I hope they don't add that in Wolfenstein Three when that comes out. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I go, going through and this is like a, it's a it's a more of a budget title. It's like I think you could I think it was like twenty thirty bucks when it came out. You could probably find it for cheaper about the same price. Like if you're someone that you know that even if you just don't want to do the co op stuff, I feel like if I did the co op stuff, it'd be fun still, um, even more fun. But uh, you know if you're just looking for more Wolfenstein or like a something like Doom S to hold you over, um, and you like killing Nazis or killing Nazis sounds fun to you, like this is a really good game to play. Um, I know there's like some people complain about, and I, I'm really on. I'm only a few. I played like three or four hours worth, but um, people complain about the, the leveling system. Like, you that forces you to do like side missions to continue on this, the main story because you have to like be at certain right. levels to do the, the missions. Um, and I'm still in that side mission era, but I'm not completely like upset about that or bored about that because I'm enjoying playing the game. Uh, but I mean, who knows? Maybe down the line I will be like I'm like I because I hate when games do that where it's like you know the natural progression of playing through the game doesn't level you up fast enough to play the actual like to, to continue playing the game like it forces you when I feel like I'm being forced to do side stuff even if it's kind of fun like that that I, that's turned me off to a lot of games um, but so far I don't feel that effect and the, and the, and the gameplay itself is fun enough that I want to keep playing so uh, I mean that my aspect might change uh, I'll, I'll talk about more next week when I play more of it um, but yeah, so far I'm really enjoying it. Um, so if you, if you want more of that, that's, that's there. And I, I play a little bit more of until goose game, but I don't want to talk about it more until I have, uh, once I beat it, I'll, I'll delve more into it. But what about you Gables? Um, let's see. As far as untitled goose game goes, I am past that third section. I'm getting towards that last section of the game. And, uh, well, let's just say that it was quite a bit of a blast just going through and, just messing around with the two neighbors and stuff. The yeah. dude with the paper, you know, grabbing his sandals and stuff, tossing him in the lake, just doing all the honking action and stuff. And then, like, going through, like, finishing up that section, just taking the ladies, like, a bra and her socks and all this other stuff. Yeah. Just going into the same pool. And then, well, what was hilarious about that is after I went through and did that and got the piece, got the soap and figured out how to go through and, like, just, just do this unscheduled wash, I... Was going back and forth, and I just noticed my name, this neighbor, the neighbor with the with the freaking pipe, the paper, and stuff. He was going out right, and uh, he looked at his pool. He saw all this random stuff, and he kept doing this one at a time, taking each piece, going back into his yard and tossing over the fence. And what's most mm-hmm. hilarious is like he took the bra out of there, and then he went through and he tossed the bra over into the lady's yard. The lady looks at it, is like, "What? What's this doing here?" <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, man, if that was real life, that lady would be like, oh my god, pervert, but I freaking attack <laughs> It was just some like weird little giving thing, but what's more hilarious and stuff is you can actually go forth and get that lady to put that freaking ribbon on the on your goose and stuff. So this is what I did. 
I went forth and I'm like, oh, huh, you know, I wonder if I can get that ribbon tied onto me. And so I see this this plastic goose, and so I drag it out, and I just drag it past the other neighbor's yard and stuff without him, like, just trying to take the damn goose. Because that's exactly what he'll do. I did, like, a, I tried it a couple times, and what would happen is the, the dude with the freaking paper, he would grab that plastic goose, he tried to toss it back into the other yard, I'm like, oh, go, 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 go. <laughs> and then I just go through and do it again and stuff, and I initially got it out of that freaking fence, and, uh, got it out, and then I went back to the position where that goose was, there's actually a little prompt where you go through, and you just go through, and then the lady instinctively goes through, takes the little ribbon, ties it around my neck, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm just walking around with a ribbon on my thing, and all of a sudden when I honk or something, the lady's like, what, what, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I definitely do want to finish up on Title Goose Game. I'll probably have a little bit more upon it the next time that we record, but other than that, I've been playing more Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'm past Chapter 15, and I'm to the point where I got most of my party that's either in their mid-30s or close to their, like, uh, the mid-40s and stuff. And I gotta admit, I am definitely enjoying a lot of the prologue stuff in between, like, the class stuff and the mission stuff. I've just been going through and just, uh, I have been grinding in regards to earning a lot of money and earning a lot of resources and I've been fixing various weapons in terms of my what I the weapons that I do have for each character. So with each piece of like weapons that I got, there's a durability meter, so it'll say how many uses it has left. And because I've been doing so many of these auxiliary courses in between missions, I have been replenishing a lot of them along with funds, and I have just been going through and just refixing items to certain characters and stuff, and they're just good to go. Yeah, I, I've just pretty much been abusing the system in that regards. And because I don't really have too much to go through, what I have been doing, instead of focusing on certain character like support between things, since I've already pretty close to maximizing it, I've been using the class time and like the whole like uh, exploration time just to serve some of my, my uh, guys like their meals and stuff and just boost a lot of their confidence and a lot of their motivation stuff so that way when I teach them it's going to be so much easier for me just to go and increase a lot of their stats so now I'm just working the system to an extent where I'm earning a lot of money I'm doing like a lot of uh, fighting and on top of that I'm making sure that their weapons proficiency or proficiencies in almost everything that I can do is going to be maxed out or get to a respectable stat to when eventually I do do like a third playthrough of this game <laughs> it's gonna be a hell of a lot easier for me to go through than before <laughs> but uh other than that though that's pretty much it for what i've been playing i mean i've played little bits here and there and stuff of both games but uh yeah hopefully i'm gonna have something new in regards to talk about the next time <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but you know even so you know i'm happy you know the key is having fun playing games and yeah. It's some fun, so that's that's the point of playing games. So, um, like I said, we'll uh, here soon. We'll be going through our backlog of, of games. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's going to about wrap it up for this for us this week, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, uh, Drunk Testers Podcast. You can join us on there on Twitter at, at Drunk Testers Pod. Follow us on there on Twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Uh, follow him on there as well. 
on YouTube, um, Drunk Dash Nerds, uh, subscribe please. Give us a big thumbs up, leave us a comment, really appreciate if you did that. On iTunes, at Drunk Nerds uh, Podcast, um, not at Drunk Nerds Podcast, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Um, subscribe please, give us a big thumb, uh, five star review, leave us a comment, appreciate you doing that. And uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Spotify, check us out on Spotify as well, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Um, follow us on there as well. If you don't have a review on there, please do all that as well. Um, more people do all that stuff for us the more uh, people that can see us so really appreciate going to all those places do all those things um, until next time I'm your host I'm Tyler and I've been Colonel Gable so until next time everyone have yourself a good night and please and thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast hey Gables yes too sweet too sweet man bye guys see ya bye